Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, welcome everyone to the show, whether you're catching the show live or in archive. Uh, happy to have you here. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, let me tell you a little bit about me and our show and all that good stuff. Uh, my name again is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. That means my expertise in this case is in astrology and numerology and a number of different types of oracles, including tarot and runestones and animal totems and many things that I work with. Uh, I, if you want information about uh, personal sessions with me, uh, please, or any of my books or any of the information that you might be interested in, go to my website, Easy. Thing to find it's jimventura.com, and they can get information about any of those things. Uh, I do uh, counseling sessions with people here in my home office in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as by phone. Uh, also, an author, blog columnist, been doing a column for uh, a little over 10 years now called Snake Oil. That's where we get our name for our radio show as well, too. I'm doing the show for about six years or so as well, and uh, we've got a couple of different formats that we use for each show. Um, I usually do uh, two or three shows each month, um, and uh, I'll tell you about some upcoming shows in just a minute here. Uh, but uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at venturasage at yahoo.com, and I can add you to the uh, monthly, once-a-month email newsletter so you can know when shows are going to be on, take advantage of specials and be able to read my columns uh, uh, earlier than when I put the show up. So uh got a couple of different formats that we work with on each show. Uh, this is our first of the month show, even though oh, miles past the first of the month of November. Uh, but uh, this is our uh, live column read. So I had a new column for November. I'm going to read that column live, and I'm going to talk about that in some more detail uh, and devote the show to that particular subject and a few others. Uh, I will not be taking live calls on today's show. Uh, I see a couple of people already waiting in the docket there, and uh, you'll want to call back if you want to try to. If one of one of the shows where I do mini readings, that will be the next show will be on the twenty. Let me see. I think it's the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, same time. I should be doing an hour show, an astrology update show, and have a little extra time to take calls. So uh, that will be a good uh, show to call in on if you want to kind of have me pull a card or two for a mini reading, but I will not be able to do that today. I almost never do live calls for the column read shows, so that is the next time to check. And always look for the astrology update shows, and usually it'll say listener's choice where you can call in. So sorry if you're already waiting, but yeah, I'm not going to have time to get to uh, live calls today because we want to. We got a, quite a bit of different things to talk about for today's show. So uh, I am going to, uh, in fact, you know, the reason I'm doing it on a Wednesday, I normally do a Thursday show, but of course, obviously, Thanksgiving is a Thursday. didn't want to do a show on Thanksgiving, so I'm actually doing it beforehand, and again, it'll be kind of a longer show so we can get a few more calls in, because usually we get quite a few, and uh, I usually only get to maybe three or four, so I should be able to get to maybe five on that particular show. So, okay. All right, so this month's column, again, is called uh, Cyberbullies. Um, oh, I don't think I mentioned that to begin with. Uh, this month's column is called Cyberbullies. So let's read the column, and then we'll kind of go into this in a little bit more detail. Um, 
Okay, so I saw an article on Yahoo homepage that made me smile at first. Someone was interviewing the actress Gabrielle Sidibe. During her interview, she talked about how she once dated a guy who eventually realized he was gay and broke up with her. She expressed no anger about the experience, remarked that a lot of girls go through something similar. She brought up a good point. Many women and men have experienced something like this in their lives. She felt it was not uncommon or shameful, and it could be seen as a rite of passage or one of the many difficult aspects involved in the dating process. I was impressed by her willingness to speak about something in such a healthy, matter-of-fact way. Unfortunately, I made the mistake of deciding to look at the comments section that Yahoo allows following its articles. I thought others may have also been impressed by her candid insights. A few people were, yet for the most part, I was very mistaken. Cruel, vicious, childish, derogatory comments were the brunt of the insights the commentaries shared. Example, she probably crushed him when they were having sex anyway. Anyone would go gay after being with a fat pig like that. These and similar ugly comments were abundant. I think many of the people who commented were trying to be funny. Yet not only were they not funny, they seemed more like mean-spirited cyber attacks from bullies. Gabrielle is an excellent actress. Her being a plus-sized woman has likely inspired many other big women to see themselves in a more positive light. The sadly noticeable level of disrespect from people commenting safely behind a computer is truly a modern form of bullying. Yet bullying itself is certainly not something new. I am not a saint, and there were a few times when I was a child when I bullied other kids. For the most part, my cruelty was infrequent and fairly tame. I definitely did a few mean things, though. I always felt bad about it soon after my attacks. My bullying sarcasm was usually verbal as opposed to physically hurting anyone. When I grew up and moved out of my teen years, my bullying stopped. and often took, I often took the position of a protector of those who were bullied by others. Always was and will continue to be a wise-ass. But I do this more to make people laugh more than to hurt anyone. My natal moon in Libra tends to make me more on the nicer side of this ability. I really do feel uncomfortable if I do something mean-spirited, so I, I tend to avoid it. While I wasn't often bullied when I was younger, I did have a few nasty encounters with bullies. I remember being a shy ninth-grade student going to a brand-new school and riding a new bus. A bigger 10th grader thought it would be funny to clap his speakers over my head, covering me with dirt. It was painful and humiliating, especially because I did nothing to deserve or provoke it. Thankfully, the 12th grade student came to my rescue and scolded the jerk on my behalf. I can honestly say one of the motivating factors for my decision to start working out at age of 16 had to do with ending the possibility of me getting bullied in the future. It worked well. No one has attempted to physically bully me in any real way for decades now. Muscle and confidence are valuable attributes in a number of ways. Many people think the world has become a darker place. It's easy to say the world and people are getting worse. The truth is, cruelty is no more rampant now than it was hundreds of thousands of years ago. This darker side of being a human has always been part of our race. In Zen Buddhism, they refer to this part of us as the five evils. 
The first evil is cruelty. The strong attack the weak, the weak deceive the strong. Second is the lack of clear demarcation between the rights of individuals. Third is the lack of clear boundaries in the behavior of men and women. People sometimes act questionably on lascivious thoughts. The fourth is a tendency for people to exaggerate their own importance, to set bad examples of behavior, to be unjust in speech by slandering others. And the fifth is a tendency for people to neglect their duties toward others. Bullying easily slides into a number of these five evil categories. Unfortunately, cyberbullying has become rampant because of the popularity of social media. People abuse this form of expression often. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo articles, and similar sites are an easy way for angry people to express themselves. Most of us have heard brutal stories about teenagers being cyberbullied. Sales abuse can be so relentless that suicides have resulted. The variations of bullying have certainly increased. Every time I see an online article about legalizing gay marriage, minority rights, and a host of other human violations, the cyber trolls come out in droves to comment. I think this is because it's safer for people to spout their ugly thoughts when they are safely tucked away behind the protection of a computer identity. I've gotten a few bad reviews connected with my work and writing before, so it's not new to me. Yet, when I received my first cyberbullying review a few months ago, I have to admit some dark thoughts ran through my head. I thought of some cruel things to say to the individual who trashed my work and me so publicly. Thankfully, I held my tongue in my response. I know that karma is a reality in this world. I knew if I struck back at her, I would be setting myself up for energetic repercussions, and I'm far smarter than that. The more recognizable and famous we allow ourselves to become, along with the positive praise and compliments we may receive, the more criticism and cyberbullying we will invite into our lives. I knew this would be a reality when my columns, counseling workbooks, and YouTube videos began to go out into the world. I think I may have chosen a slower rise to success in part to develop a thicker skin from the inevitable attacks that would follow. We've all said and done things at one time or another that we probably regret. Very few of us have not commented, committed one or more of the five evils at one time or another. We've all been victims of these types of things as well. Pretending that darkness and evil don't exist is silly. We won't make it go away by pretending. Focusing on its existence compulsively, worrying about it, and brewing on it are far more damaging. We waste creative energy in our potential for increased happiness when we keep thinking about how ugly people can be or were to us. If we allow wisdom, empathy, compassion to be our motivation in this world, we can understand why people sometimes do cruel things to each other. We don't have to agree with it by any means, but it at least we can understand why it exists. Cyberbully attacks have very little to do with bullies having any real insight in their expressed comments and more to do with the way they see themselves. Most bullies have been bullied themselves and retaliate by attacking others rather than deal with the pain. While it isn't always an easy thing to do, we can choose to spiritually evolve and make choices that are far more loving and peaceful. We can recognize that the five evils exist. Cyberbullying is just a new one, and choose not to act or react to them. So 
this is my uh, this is my uh, column, and I had kind of a little side note here, an asterisk that I put in, uh, and I, I wrote that uh, this is a good example of how we create our own realities or thoughts and our beliefs. An unconscious worry about handling criticism can be block a blocking force in our success. That little comment, I put an asterisk if you if you had read the original piece and get my column and see it that way had to do with me kind of coming to a recognition of why I maybe have chosen a slower rise to success. Because, you know, I've been at this work for many, many years now, going on like 30 now, which is uh, pretty pretty mind-boggling. No, maybe not 30. I've got to think about that for a minute. 30 years of knowing this stuff. But to, to, in terms of actual being in business, that was since I was 27, somewhere like about 20, uh, 22, 23 years so uh, I got to correct my information here. Uh, so, uh, so I, I, you know, it's been a very slow, steady build for for success. I mean, a column reaches more people. The radio show, my, you know, the amount of people I work with has increased. You know, it, it's all been kind of a slow, steady rise in that sense. So I think I kind of caught that that maybe you know the jump start of instant success was not really something I wanted to create because of the ramifications that could potentially come out of that as well. You know, think about this. You know, it's and it's going to sound more obvious once it's actually spoken out loud. But like, even instantaneous wealth and success can end up being very damaging. Um, it often is better for, to me, for a slower build toward reaching something like that. Um, you know, sometimes you, know, you talk to lottery winners. It sounds great in theory, but you hear so many stories about lottery winners going through, you know, losing all their money, going through tremendous difficulty, you know, and you'll say, well, I wouldn't be that stupid. But <laughs> I wouldn't probably either. <laughs> but stepping back from that, um, listen, that, that can be a radical change in, in your reality. Uh, you know, people are often shocked by Justin Bieber or other sort of silly celebrities' behavior. But for many of them, this was a really fast rise to success. And they didn't really have time to energetically and emotionally catch up to that. So kind of the point I'm, I'm getting at with all of this, and then we'll go back to the original kind of message that we want to talk about today about cyberbullying, is, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're often, you know, a lot of times people will question why they haven't necessarily created something. So, you know, they think, well, if you create my reality, I really want a relationship um, I really want to make a lot of money. I really want to have children. I really want to have a family. Why is this thing to be eluding me? And, you know, insert anything missing out of your life in that sense. And if you kind of go deeper, you'll often really see that there's some beliefs that you have or beliefs that you have that are blocking you, in essence, from doing it. You know, many people who are eager for a relationship and can't seem to get one have some reason energetically and emotionally behind why they're not doing that. It may be a fear of intimacy. Um, there may be um, past bad experiences and relationship and a fear of having that being repeated. They may actually enjoy being single at some levels and think they want a relationship but not necessarily want one. The same thing with a job or an opportunity that way to make more money or be more successful. Often, you know, more money, more success also requires more responsibility. And some people think they want that, but some part of them does not. So, um, you know, I, I really wanted to point that out. And, you know, if anyone who's read any of my books um, or reads my column on a regular basis or even has worked with me, um, I, you know, I do often bring up this point, and I think it's something that's very key for us to remember as human beings. We do ultimately create our thoughts and our 
our experience through our thoughts and our beliefs and what we believe to be true. Um, and, and listen, you, you can take that as good news because that means for the most part if you have an area in your life that isn't working, if you figure out what the blocking energy is behind it, you can change it. Again, as I said this on past shows, you're not going to grow a new arm uh, if you lost one. But, uh, you know, certain things we mutually agree on that are not possible in physical reality. But if you're ill, you can be healthy. If you are, you know, if you're heavy, you can get thinner and leaner and better shape. If you are not making a lot of money, you can find a, you can create wealth. If you don't have love and intimacy, you can create love and intimacy. The key is being able to figure out and get to those beliefs. So, um, you know, I do a lot of this type of work. It's it's probably not as requested as the other type of work that I do. <laughs> you know, people often want their cards read or other things. Sometimes this kind of work of looking at your beliefs can seem a little less fun than looking at how the cards turn out. But, you know, anyone who's worked with me knows that, you know, if I work with someone more than once or twice, then I'm going to get away with that. At some point, we're going to start addressing those dynamics in their in their process. And then they usually are quite appreciative of it because they see how you can kind of shift and change things around. Okay. Couldn't help but get on that side note. want to get back to the original point because, you know, I can go on that tangent for quite a bit, but I want to talk about the cyberbullying thing in a little bit more detail for the rest of the show. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, this was a piece um, that I wrote about two months ago, um, and, and very, very true. That was exactly what's kind of prompted it. I had uh, personally gotten one of the most obnoxious reviews I've ever gotten on a popular site, and that kind of threw me. And I, I also ended up, you know, at the time, I was kind of looking through Yahoo articles and saw this thing about Gabrielle Sidibe. And Gabrielle Sidibe is an actress, um, big, heavy, large, um, young black girl who is, uh, she's done a lot of things. She was in Precious. She was on American Horror Story. Um, she's done quite a few different movies, and she's really awesome. She seems like a really good person, and she's smart, and she's cool. And uh, she's young. I think she's probably 25 or 26, maybe. Um, uh, don't, don't quote me on age, because some, sometimes I'm dopey about that. I'm not really sure. But uh, anyway, that's with it. I, I, you know, I put some of the tamer comments in my piece, uh, <laughs> because they were really obnoxious, a lot of things that people have said. And, you know, listen, I can identify with this sort of funny, cruel remark. Um, I'm a guy, and I'm a little bit wise-ass. I've kind of done, at the time, I remember was once being on an elevator when I was about 15 with my sister, and she was a little on the heavy side, but not very heavy, and the elevator said maximum of 2,000-pound load, and I said, oh, Diane, you can't, obviously you're not allowed on the elevator. You know, but... You know, this is obnoxious, but <laughs> I also, uh, I think, the you know, the reason I did that is more almost sort of because it's outlandish. In other words, clearly my sister is not 2,000 pounds. So it's joking, and that's kind of a little brother, big brother, little sister kind of torture that most people do, um, and I was part of it. But as I kind of said, as I got older, I really began to see that this kind of cruelty is really, really mean. And, you know, yeah, we want to have fun. We want to say fun things. We don't want to be so super sensitive. But another level, this is such an example of something to me that's very, very ugly that has kind of grown. Again, as I said in the piece, bullying itself obviously not something new. This has been around for pretty much forever in one form or another. Uh, but cyberbullying is becoming really, really rampant in that sense. And, again, I think it's because, like, you know, typically – 
when it comes to a bully mentality, you often will pick on someone smaller than you or you will often pick on someone when you've got plenty of your friends around and they're less defense, uh, they're, they're not able to defend themselves in the same way. But cyberbullying kind of brings up a whole new type of a dynamic because when you're hiding behind a computer, you can truly hide. Um, and it's funny, and I, I can tell you, go check this out. If you look at, like, the Yahoo homepage as an example, and they have a lot of different articles. I mean, it's really the modern form of a newspaper. Um, but in most of the articles from these different sources that they take, you can there's a comment section where people write and they comment. And just if you brace yourself, you may want to have a good cup of coffee or something if you're going to brace yourself for reading some of these things. But the things that people say are just outlandish. <laughs> you know, and the majority of them, it's not like they have a profile, but it's like a it's like a often a funny name or something. It's not like their real name. Some people have their name in their picture. But most people it's kind of a hidden identity name. Like uh you know what I mean? You'll you'll kinda of catch that. And I think again it's because you can create that identity and then you can hide behind it and then you could kinda of say nasty things. So you know, the, the term cyber troll is really kind of a funny one and, and very, very accurate um, in that sense because I think there really are, you know, a lot of uh, cyber trolls in this day and age, you know. Um, so uh, let me pause for a minute. Well, I've got quite a few people popping into the, uh, the chat room, so I want to welcome all of my guests to today's show. Uh, thanks for joining me today again if you listen to the show live or uh, we'll catch it later on in archive. I appreciate all my callers for being here. As I kind of said, I'm not really doing a call-in show today uh, for many questions. I kind of want to stay on this subject and a few others as I typically do when I do a live column read. But for everybody listening, just a good reminder, um, I'm doing an extra show on Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, um, same time, and it's actually going to be an hour show. Typically my shows are 45 minutes, but we'll be doing an hour show for that one, and what was the date on that? I think it's the 26th, yeah, 26th. So I'm going to do an astrology update, and I am going to take live calls halfway through the show. So I should, because of the longer show, I should be able to get to a number of callers for that show. So something you're looking to do, uh, mark that on your calendar and catch the show live at 3.30 amount of time, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Okay, so again, let me kind of go back to what I've been talking about here. So we're talking about the whole cyberbullying thing. Um, and it, it is an interesting phenomenon because I, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, I'll often hear is people will say things kind of like, you know, yeah, it's so bad, the internet is so bad, and I listen, I don't want to get caught up in, in that type of thought either. Uh, the internet is amazing in terms of opportunity and and things that it has brought into our lives. So you know, I don't I don't think that we. I don't want to get caught up in that trap of, of saying, um, you know, it's not something I want to do. You know, Facebook, Twitter, um, like I had mentioned in the piece, um, you know, uh, Instagram. I mean, there's so many different types of, of social cyber sites. And I can tell you from personal experience, I mean, I, I, I hesitated to do Facebook for a very, very long time uh, because I thought to myself, you know, it's stupid and blah, 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 and I'll get caught up in checking it all the time and all the other jazz. But, you know, I have to tell you, like, you know, business-wise through Facebook and connecting with friends and people has been amazing um, because we do. A lot of times as you get older, you've got friends that you've known and you can't really hang out with everyone. So, you know, sometimes checking out someone's Facebook update and knowing what's going on with them is really, really useful. Um, 
and also I've made, I've reconnected with friends and people from uh, from childhood and other ways that I would never have connected with had it really not been for for something like Facebook. So, you know, again, I don't want to go down that path of saying all these cyber things are um, negative because they're not. It really kind of gets into this subject that we're talking about today, and I use cyberbullying as an example, but um, it's the idea that in Zen Buddhism that there are five evils, and they just have always existed. And, and cyberbullying kind of for, falls into a number of these different categories. So, so let's talk a little bit about these five evils, because it is it can be really, really uncomfortable in terms with this, because not only, again, do we have to deal with these things um, being thrust upon us by people in the world toward us, obviously, but it also it's, it's the willingness to look at ourselves and whether we're participating in this as well, too. I mean, here's the good news. And for most of my listeners, you know, I tend to have a listening audience that is more on the metaphysical side. That's not shouldn't shock anybody. So, you know, the level of enlightenment is often a little higher maybe, than the average person. Uh, so, you know, kudos for most of my listeners and the ability to be have an awareness in that sense. So, listen, you know, part of evolving and growing as a human being is, is continuing to evolve and grow as a human being. Meaning, yes, we have to really kind of, uh, if we want to continue to grow, we have to sometimes look at aspects of ourselves that are darker or negative and, and, and you know, bring them into the light, transform them, and forgive ourselves if we have gotten caught up in those traps in that way. Um, that doesn't necessarily make us, you know, permanently bad human beings because we did something quote-unquote bad in the future. But, yeah, the, you know, the more we get away from um, doing these type of things, um, the more, uh, we, you know, we kind of bring more light into the world. Uh, you know, one, every time one person makes that shift, it does affect the world even in a small kind of and profound way. Um, so that's really something to be aware of. So as we kind of talk about these these uh, these five evils a little, um, you know, try not to get too uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, like I said, it's sort of good to kind of expose the darker, you know, to clear it out. Um, you know, that's the, my kind of new age complaint that I say. Sometimes people are too new agey in a way where they don't want to ever think a negative thought or say a negative thing, and they want to avoid thinking negative at all, and, Hey, you know, listen, guys, we live in a real world. When someone cuts you off and, and, and gives you near strokes, um, you often curse and say all kinds of a string of profanities might come out of your mouth. And if you, you might even envision them going rolling off the cliff, uh, you know, if you're <laughs> that extreme. Uh, and good news is just you thinking that is not going to create that. And it's a normal human thing. You get upset, you think some negative thoughts, and you, you'd be done with it. You push it on. You clear your mind, you don't let your day or your life be ruined by something somebody does. But, uh, you know, again, kind of bringing up these five evils, you know, sometimes the things we've experienced have been really, really harsh. You know, and then on the other end, sometimes we've done these things without really even realizing that we've done that to people. And I'll talk about some personal experiences in a minute as well, too, that have definitely contributed to that because uh, I'm sure I have been labeled, you know, a, a bad boy in my past by a number of different people um, when that was not really necessarily my intention um, to do that, but uh, that I, I might have been read that way. So one more point, then we'll talk a little bit about these, these five evils and, and move through this. One point I want to kind of bring up is um, 
very interesting for me, and I'm, I'm writing about this for my December columns editorial, about how I actually had six or seven people asked to be removed from my monthly newsletter mailing list column uh, after this article, the cyberbullying one. So, um, in a very, you know, about every every month or two, someone asks to be removed from my mailing list. They ask to unsubscribe for their own reasons. So maybe they've become religious fanatics. Maybe I said something that upset them. Maybe they just never really read my column in the first place. They don't really agree with my perspective or like my style. It's a, it's a host. Maybe they get too much email. I don't know. I, I don't know why they do, and I don't care. I think it's as natural as can be when you've got 1,400 people getting a column. You're going to have people that are going to, sometimes decide they don't want it, normal as can be. But when I get six or seven in, in requests in one month, that's a flag for me to have to kind of stop for a second and think, you know, why did so many people at one time have to unsubscribe? And the only other time I've ever gotten that many unsubscribe requests was a couple, about four or five years ago, I wrote a piece, um, I think it was called, like, you know, God Bless America or something, I think it was called Support the Troops, some of the lines of that, and I really was talking about in the article about why I was not, why I was against war, from the angle of really taking it as uh, from a metaphysical angle that karmically, if you kill another human being or or even ask to do it for your country or anything of that matter, it, it, you still are creating karma. So, and the main point of my article and piece was really actually that the complaint I have is that we don't take care of our soldiers when they come back. Uh, many of them end up homeless, and the suicide rates are astronomical. So financially, practically, emotionally, spiritually, there's not really enough in play to help them. So that, to me, was my angle that I took as to why I was suggesting war almost not at all unless absolutely you know, no other choice in the matter. Um, and I had a lot of people have to be removed. Amazing. So, uh, you know, and, and the, the funny part is that, the, the, that I've got a number of friends that have been in the military, and they loved it. They thought it was a great piece and kind of patted me on the back for it, but it was the dummies, uh, so I can go on about that. Anyway, so that's what happened again. The number of people asked to be removed from the mailing list. And again, I had to think to myself, listen, a lot of them were probably for their own personal reasons. I got at least one or two of them out of that, those numbers had to be maybe kind of cyberbullies, and maybe I offended them and, and hurt their feelings at some level. So, you know, the good news is as I'm, you know, a week and a half away from being 50 years old, I've gotten to a point in my life where if someone doesn't agree with me or doesn't like me, rather than it really bothering me, I think I find uh, a little bit of joy in that, uh, in a way. You know, listen, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to appreciate you. Not, you know, that, that's something that you can get wiser about with age. Um, I don't waste your energy. You know, people are going to put you in categories and see in certain ways and demonize you no matter what. So why waste your time trying to please everyone? It just kind of is a is a a, a waste of time and energy. So, but that was interesting. I, I really did note that a number of people asked to be removed. So again, I got to kind of think. I don't know. I'm trying to think about what in this article would have been offensive to anybody. Interesting. Um, okay, so let's talk about five peoples. Um, so, uh, yeah, I remember reading this many years ago. It was a book, a uh, famous author named Dick Sussman, who has, uh, it's called The Oracle Within. I think I bought it in the late 80s. I've still got the original copy, and it's looking pretty shabby uh, from having used it many times. Uh, anyone who's ever been in my home office will see I have a ton of books, and some of them have really been used 
Uh, the same thing with my oracles. That's a typical standard Taurus rising attribute. Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Taurus rise is a good chance, or Venus and Taurus in some ways. Uh, you'll wear something out until it practically dies, so to speak. Uh, very very notorious for, for Taurian energy to be that way. And for me, it's my rising sign. Uh, so, I'll, I mean, I have socks sometimes where it's like, Jim, throw these away, and you get like seven holes in these socks, and you're still trying to piece it together. God, it's not even like being a cheapskate. It's just like it's because it's comfortable. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the five evils with our remaining time here. So um, I have mentioned these, so let's kind of just uh, read through them again and then kind of comment on them, and um, uh, and and maybe we can look at uh, understanding this and helping moving some of this uh, some of this energy through in a more positive kind of a way. Um, okay, so. Let's see, because uh, I know that I hear this all the time. The world is becoming worse. The world is getting horrible, and blah 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 blah. And I just think, nah, not really. Uh, I don't think it's that different. I think that just other forms of cruelty and difficulty that that surface. Um, so uh, he, he, he again, it's a Zen Buddhism thing, but he says the first one, the first evil is cruelty. The strong attack the weak, and the weak to see the strong. Um, but, you know, that one's, you know, the, the strong attack the weak. That definitely fits into the cyberbullying uh, category at some level. But it's interesting, too, that he brings up the idea that the weak deceive the strong. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, we see this in movies and television and other areas, too, about, like, the nerds getting over on the jocks and the cheerleaders and and uh, and the people that are strong and, and playing with them as well, too. So um, and we laugh and we cheer and we, but you know, the whole dance of it is just dark, you know, <laughs> that we we get so caught up in these categories of of you know of cruelty, and uh, again, the strong attacking the weak um, is uh, very uh, very very common among human beings. Um, he says, second is the lack of clear demarcation between the rights of individuals. Uh, I said in a very real way. Uh, people step on each other all the time. You know, I used to say that for many, many years. Now it's becoming a thing of the past, but as gay, a gay marriage is an example. You know, a lot of people were against it because they thought it was icky. You know, icky rules. Um, you know, like Bible quotes and various other things about it, but the deeper truth is most people who were against gay marriage, again, are putting an icky category. They don't like to think about it. It's they come up with all these theories about how it's destroying traditional marriage. and you know. But the weird part is, and I always thought about this, with gay and lesbian people, especially gay men, are heavily involved in weddings in all kinds of different capacities. You have the hairdressers and the stylists and the ones who make the gowns and design and the wedding planners and the cake makers and the, you know, uh, the waiters and the bartenders at the receptions. And, and <laughs> so all of these things that are so abundantly part of the creative process of putting a, a wedding together were often being taken care of by gay and, and lesbian people, but they weren't allowed to participate. So it was kind of a, you know, a, 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 it, to me it was always a very interesting dynamic that was going on there. And we don't like to think so, but, you know, in our society we really do gravitate to that idea of um, one thing being better than another, one race being better than another, one religion being better than another. Um, and, and when we do that, and we hold to that, we are often stepping on the rights of other individuals and other people. It's a very, very real thing, and uh, it has been around forever. So I thought that was the case with the gay marriage thing as a, as a really, really good example of that, where uh, that, that ultimately kind of came from. Uh, okay, 
so let's see. Uh, we covered that one. Okay, let, let's talk about uh, the third one. So the third is where am I? <laughs> cool here. Something about getting older, having to wear stupid uh, um, glasses. Uh, third is the lack of clear boundaries in the behavior of men and women. People sometimes act questionably on lascivious thoughts. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, sexual um, energy operates all the time. Um, you know, to me, it's one of those things that I just have never really found that bothersome. Um, to me, uh, you know, listen, people, you're married in a relationship and someone attractive come, walks by you or flirts with you or something, it, it, it makes you happy. You know, there are all kinds of, um, you know, ups and downs that come out through this in uh, in office situations and business and various other areas. And, yeah, absolutely, people abuse that energy and those privileges really often. It's not strange uh, by any means. I've got a client who is currently going through a lawsuit. He was fired a couple of years ago from a company. He's an engineer. He was fired from a company because he was accused of um, sexual uh, I can't think of what the word is for it, but um, he, he, was, he was fired and told that some women complained about the way he was talking to them and things that he said. And, you know, the whole thing, really, the company it was really actually baloney. Um, I know the guy, he's a little on the weird side, but he's not um, sexually lascivious in, in terms of his behavior in that way. And, and I think they just wanted to get rid of him for other reasons, and this got them out of having to give him a severance package. So it's funny how that even operates in its reverse. Most people are going to be on the more extreme side of it, you know, talk to anyone in the military and, you know, things that are really uncomfortable things. But like in, in the military, rape among female soldiers is astronomical, and it's not from the enemy. It's from often from other soldiers. Um, it's even high among men in the military. So, um, you know, things like this are, are very real. In that sense, we see it in, in jail and, and in places like that, but it exists in life itself, too, where people overstep those boundaries. So the fourth is a tendency for people to exaggerate their own importance, to set bad examples of behavior, to be unjust in speech by slandering others. Okay, so this one is the maximum hit on the cyberbullying as well, too. Um, and... Uh, you know, the, the setting bad examples of behavior, uh, unjust speech, slandering others. I mean, this covers so many boundaries. And, and listen, we've all done this uh, at certain points. I, I remember um, I remember when I was 18, 19 years old, I had a crush on one of my friends who was uh, very much interested in someone else and not in any way looking at me that way. And I remember um, slandering him, uh, saying all kinds of mean things and, about it because I was hurt and I felt rejected and and uh, and it was lousy what I did lousy uh, but you know, I was 18 years old 19 years old that was something I eventually realized um, was eventually done to me um, but um, you know we, we you know I think we've we've been caught up in that in that in that dance at some levels being either on the receiving end of it or putting it out toward others. So um, it's, again, not running away from these realities and being willing to look at them. And the fifth is the tendency for people to neglect their duties toward others. Um, and, and that's, you know, uh, that, that, again, encompasses many, many different things. When we commit to taking care of someone or something um, and then we neglect those duties, we are perpetrating a cruelty. 
you know, I, I see all kinds of things on uh, Facebook right now about people talking about because the holidays are coming. Perfect example of this about not giving puppies and kittens as presents and gifts to people. Because if you're going to commit to that and take the responsibility of something like that, um, that's, you know, that to me is kind of a life thing. The life, at least the life of the pet. Um, that's that's your duty. You, you, you've made that decision in that sense. Now, well, listen, people go through difficulties. I'm, I'm not, you know, sometimes they don't have a choice in some respects. But many years ago, I had a dog who I eventually had to give away. That was really rough for me, uh, but I was, you know, I had a little uh, cocker spaniel named Jezebel, my little Jezebel, <laughs> and uh, I love Jezebel, but I was, you know, 28 years old, 27 years old and working uh, three jobs, and I was never home, and she was stuck in an apartment. I was constantly raising home to let her out, and, and she was in a lot of, she was very lonely. Uh, it was really rough, but thankfully, I found a way to find a home for her. Uh, there was a, I had a, it was great because I had a woman who was a, uh, I worked with who was retired. Uh, she just worked part of time in the restaurant I was working in at the time. She used to watch Jezebel when I was too busy. The husband didn't want her to take another dog in because I already had two and two cats. But I was hoping she'd take Jezebel when I made the decision. And then I found a home for Jezebel. And then the day I was getting ready to take Jezebel to our new home, that woman and Barbara called me. Please don't give Jezebel to them. I want her. I told my husband there's no way I can let that little dog go. So it was awesome because I got to <laughs> let her stay with Barbara where she was already happy and often would visit anyway, and, and, and I, I'm sure Jezebel stayed with Barbara for the rest of her life. That was really, that was a great situation. But we do, we, we sometimes, again, neglect our duties toward others. Uh, again, sometimes circumstances in life can force it to happen, but, but it's sometimes it's just us making that decision or that choice, or again, having it done to us. So point I'm getting at with all of this, of course, is um, we can make a decision to uh, recognize these things and, and to make sure we, we're not doing it. Um, you know, and, and the thing of it is, the, the more we don't do it, the less we're going to be inclined to have it ultimately done to us by others. Yeah, it, it potentially may still happen from time to time. But, um, we, you know, I, I just think that that's the whole thing behind kind of karmic repercussion. And I had mentioned this in the, in the piece, too. When I, 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 when I had that woman who wrote a really nasty, completely untrue, mean sort of review of me, um, yeah, I had some dark thoughts about it. I had contemplated saying things, some things to her, plated, um, you know, asking people to flag to remove her review, um, you know, to get it off of there. I, 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 thought, I thought some dark thoughts. You know, but that's the thing that I've, I, I mean, I've learned over time. Yeah, it's okay to think something. Don't act on it. You know, this is her reality. She, you know, I could go into a lot of detail about this young woman. I think I've mentioned it in another show or two, but she's in a really difficult place. She's 29 years old. She still hasn't found a functioning career or happy relationship. Her relationships don't work out. So really the reason she was mad in my reading was because I didn't tell her what she wanted to hear in that sense. So live and learn. Uh, wow, we're actually I'm being told we're at the end of the show. This is this one went fast. Okay, uh, that I guess sums it up for today's show. This was a really rapid show. You can kind of see why I don't take calls for my column read shows. I just never seem to get to it time-wise. So many other subjects I would like to talk about. But uh, thank you again, everyone, for joining me today live or if you catch it in the archives. Again, check out the show Wednesday, I believe the 26th. 
3.30 astrology update show this month. And uh, I'll be able to take some live calls, update you guys on what's going on astrologically. If you're not already uh, getting my monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSage, B-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Uh, once a month newsletter, blind copy. Don't ever going to get your email address from me under any circumstances. That way you can check out the columns. Uh, this gives you access to discounts on my services as well, too. And you can check out books and all the other things I have uh, through the website at jimventura.com as well. Okay, everyone, have an awesome uh, weekend. I've got a birthday coming up, so I'm going to Vegas uh, next week. And uh, I know I'll have a good time. So wishing everyone the best. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be back on again in just a couple of weeks. Cheers. Yeah.